right, just like that, away we go. Another uh, big Ball Guys podcast here, and uh, hopefully we get Gully joining us in progress uh, as we go here. But uh, before we get started, before we talk any sports, well, I'll just say a little prayer that the weather holds. It's beautiful out right now, blue skies, sunshine here in lovely Mankato, Minnesota. Uh, But did you hear what happened on a podcast the other day? They got struck by lightning. Right in the middle of the podcast. Literally. Here's what it sounded like. The PK and DK show. What a lame-ass name for a podcast, by the way. Uh, but they had a crazy moment. Their studio gets struck by lightning. Here's the exact moment it happens. Actually, should you take this mic? Oh, it's bad. Uh, oh, yeah. No. Did you hear it that? It just hit in our headphones. Oh, crow, oh my God. It just hit in our headphones. Yeah. It, it's- Oh, oh, is everything still? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. That would be terrifying. But uh, we're way better than those guys. All right. We're way, way better than PK and DK. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Uh, we, normally, we'd start with the Vikings, but uh, breaking news yesterday and news that we've all been nervously waiting for. Uh, Kaprizov is signed for five years and uh, what he gets about $9 billion. I'd love it. I love it. I, you, know, you, you never know what's going to happen with these things, and they, you know, they keep talking about the other couple of days. Oh, we're we're planning on moving on without him, if, if need be, and all. I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> calm down, get it done. God, that's nerve wracking, isn't it? Was it just under fifty million? Yeah, so nine million a year. Yeah. Wow. Good grief. And uh, I think I think you'd have to say Kaprizov's side blinked first. Uh, because Bill Guerin had had put a final had put this final offer out there, right? So right. five years, uh, was it forty five million dollars? And he said, "This is it, final offer." Um, you know, not not take it or leave it necessarily, but he just said, "This is this is the best we can do." Right. And I think Kaprizov's side wanted less years and ten million a year. And so they were close, right? I mean, but yeah, it's a million dollars, a million dollars a year in hockey money. That's that's a lot of dough. Um, and so, yeah, you're right, Spence. With uh, is it tomorrow? I think uh, their training camp opens. They get the deal done, and Kaprizov side blinks a little bit. But come on, he's getting five years, yeah. million dollars. There's no loser in this thing. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. I think he did. They did blink first, especially when they. When he decided not to play in Russia, mm-hmm. okay, well, he must want to be here in the United States and wants to play in the NHL. It was just kind of a nerve-wracking three weeks, right? But finally, they got it done, though. Yeah, it's funny, though. It, like, it, it's all perspective. So the different sports, I mean, I guess baseball would be the highest-paying sport for salaries and what people get for contracts. And then maybe NFL next, I guess. NBA somewhere in there, but the NHL, they're talking about this gigantic contract that he signed last night. It's like 45 mil would be nothing in baseball. That could be a one-year deal for somebody. Right. Yeah. And the skill position in the NFL, that's a drop in the bucket. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. Right. Um, So it's, it's, it's wonky how it is, but that is how it is. And I think it puts him, Oh, what did I read? It puts him in like the top 10 highest paid or something like that. Uh, but the kid, I mean, look what he did in his first year. And, and we were all kind of willing to give him some time to acclimate. Yeah, he didn't need it. Wow. <laughs> Led the team in points. Rookie of the year. 
right? Just about a unanimous vote for rookie of the year. Um, five years of uh, Kaprizov. We could be on the cusp of something. I don't want to jinx us because this is Minnesota sports. This could put us on the cusp of something big, I think. And and I know we felt that way with Parisi and Suter, but neither one of those guys brings the electricity that Kaprizov brings. No, and that's just not Minnesota fans saying that. Uh, the other guys around the league are talking about him, and he's kind of the talk of the town right now. So uh, he's going to help build the fan base. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, he's the guy you build around. But I, I think, um, and, and Spence, tell me if I'm wrong, I think there's a lot of good pieces around him. I think the goaltending is is fairly set now for this year. Um, I guess defense would be the one area we have to keep our fingers crossed and, and see how that plays out. Um, but other than that, I mean, it seems like a solid team around him. Yeah, I like it too. I, I They have a lot of young pieces and some guys that are finally coming into their own. And I, I, I like it. I like where we're going. But you're right. I'm, I question, uh, question mark to me is, will the defense hang in there? I think we've got a good, good goaltending. I think Hekkinen is going to be just fine in the nets. But mm-hmm. it's that defensive piece. Do they have enough in there right now? I don't know, but I can't wait. I know their first preseason game is this Saturday already. So mm. I'm not sure if that's televised at all. But looking forward to, to seeing the, this new look team with these young guys and see what they can do because they did pretty good last year. Yeah. Yeah, and it seems like I get you know updates on my phone every time the Wild do something, and and for a while there it was pinging away with all these signings that they were doing of defensemen, and um, where where they were bringing them in, and and they're going to in camp find out you know, they'll throw them all against the wall and they'll see who sticks basically for defensemen, right? Um, but they have a lot to choose from, and they they have a they have a lot of these guys they brought in, some of them more experienced than others, so I. I I think it bodes well. I'm cautiously optimistic. Again, as a Minnesota sports fan, we tiptoe lightly. <laughs> we don't assume anything. I mean, the most Minnesota, what would be the most Minnesota thing to happen with Kaprizov now? Oh, God, don't, don't say it. No, ACL tear. Huh? An ACL tear or something. Yeah. Like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it would be. It would be probably the final preseason game or something. Right. <laughs> he, would, he would tear something or break something. And right. no, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Uh, we need to keep it positive. You guys, we got a, we got a ball guys email and we got a complaint. All right. You ready okay. for this? Great. You ready for this? I know Gene, uh, Gene wrote us. Uh, Hi, Greg, the ball guys always uh, talking about Minnesota sports teams doing so poorly. What is with this? <laughs> this is really, this is a real, uh, perhaps, perhaps they should talk about Minnesota sports teams as a whole, instead of just the Vikings and twins. Well, they are kind of the premier teams. Um, I hear about this every time they recap Minnesota sports, Vikings and twins are losing rebuilding, doing poorly. Have you ever considered looking beyond these two teams and learning about the Minnesota Lynx basketball team? They are a professional sport also, currently playing a winning season. They are indeed. Four championships, six finals appearances. This year they are 16-9 and in the Western Conference. Who knows his stats? Uh, currently on a three-game winning streak. What's your opinion? Can we mention how great... Hello? Is it back? Here we go. Oh, did we get hit by lightning? We, we did. Or Gene brought us down. <laughs> <laughs> <Me> too. <laughs> so 
I, okay, so here's here's my response for Gene. And, and we've talked about this before. If you take the four major sports teams and you take their winning percentage and you add them together and you look at every other state in the country, Minnesota has the worst winning percentage of professional sports teams of any other state. And it's it's not even close. So if we're talking negatively about the teams, it's just because we're accurately reporting how they are doing. Okay? I mean, if they were all winning championships and we were dogging them, I get it. We're being negative. But I think uh, we're just reporting the facts. I don't know. what what You guys respond to Gene and, and us being too negative. You, you think Gene's on to something, or what do you think? Well, a negative probably a little bit, yes. But honest, even, yeah, more, so. Yeah. Right. even more so. As far as the links, I'm sorry. I just it's not my thing. I don't watch the WNBA. I I'm not trying to diminish how good their athletes are. It's just right. something I do not watch. It's, and maybe I maybe I should pay more attention to it, but I don't. But as of right now, I just it's you know I've got enough things going on in other sports that I would rather watch than the WNBA. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Are we being negative to Minnesota sports, the four major sports? Probably a little bit, right? But and we cynical? Yeah, we are. But you know, we're realist. Yeah, realistic. Yeah. I would say emotionally scarred. There you go. You know, it's like so. Yeah, we're, we're, there you go. <laughs> we're just telling it like it is. But I mean, honestly, I think I think we're sometimes optimistic. I think so too. And I think sometimes we get burned by our optimism. We were high high on the twins. (laughs) I thought it was going to be a great year. Well, I was really high on the Vikings too. And I was high on the twins before that when they started the season. But yeah, well, that ended up. Yeah. So we're not homers and we're not those people that are like, well, you know, darn it, the twins, they tried their best. And, and, you know, just too many injuries. And, oh, golly, we'll get them next year. I mean, that's just not okay. That, that is one way of looking at it but it's it's not realistic okay and it's it's homerism and it's blind optimism and it's kind of being a fool because you're just yeah. believing something that isn't isn't there i agree with you especially I, the twins I, yeah. I i don't have the roy smalley vision glasses when i'm looking at the twins right so i'm a little more optimistic and real about the you know how good yeah. that team is yeah uh as far as the link scope um yeah, they've been good, and yeah, they've won some championships. Is there the same level of interest in the Lynx as there are in the Vikings and, and Wild and Timberwolves and Twins? No, I don't think so. And I think TV ratings bear that out. I think if you looked at clicks on Pioneer Press or Star Tribune, on which stories people are clicking on most popular, a lot of times you'll see that. They'll rank them for you. They'll show you, hey, here's the top five right now. I, I think ticket sales would bear it out that there isn't just the level of interest in the links that there are in the in the other four major sports in this state. And that's maybe that's right. Maybe that's wrong. But I think it's just the cold hard facts. I think numbers prove that out. That, yeah, they're good. They might be watchable. But you don't have that level of interest with them as you do with the, the sports we talk about on a more regular basis. One thing that I don't like about the Lynx mm-hmm. having a basketball season when it's not basketball season. 
You know what I mean? Because oh, play a basketball yeah. season. That's a winter sport. So when we get to summertime, I don't want to watch basketball in the summer. <laughs> right. All right. So, uh, Gene, there you go. I hope that's you know that's our honest, you know, unfiltered response to your uh, your email. Uh, keep these coming. If you have uh, comments on the uh, ball guys, good, bad, or somewhere in between. If Cheryl Reeve gets wind of this and wants to. Hop on with us. <laughs> Open invitation for C. Reeves. Um, that would be great. So uh, should we get to uh, the Vikings then, I guess? And, if boy, if you want some negativity, <laughs> hang on. Hang on to your britches. Here we go. Uh, okay, let's start with the bad. 0-2 um, and, and a really good chance of starting the season 0-3. Yeah, you get the Seahawks at home for the first time in pfft, forever but you got russell wilson seven and oh against this vikings team and a lot of times when a guy gets that kind of confidence in their head about one certain team that they have success against look out because they just come in with that mental attitude of i always dominate this team and this week will be no different can we turn it around this week gentlemen yes i I think we're going to beat the seahawks okay tell me more oh i'll tell you why Honestly, we were in a position, and Kirk Cousins put us in a position to win both of those first games. Mm -hmm. He did not have anything to do. He's Actually, I think he's playing some really good football this year. And I'd say he's top five in the league right now. But we stupid mistakes, or, I mean, the most Minnesota thing ever, right? You fumble on the late drive, or you miss a field goal. We were literally... (laughs) literally in a position to win both of those games we were no way we can possibly have that battle luck three weeks in a row it can't happen (laughs) oh boy all right (laughs) there you go gene there's some positivity for you right did did you see this this was on vikings battlefield i don't know if this is accurate or not but i got a kick out of it nevertheless okay uh before the vikings game on sunday if a team had a pick six three-plus passing touchdowns and 175 rushing yards. Their record was 78-1. and one. Wow. <laughs> now it's 78-2. and two. Uh, Yeah, to see them dominate offensively, get those two turnovers, um, pressure the quarterback, right, have some sacks. You had your running game going for a while, and then it looks like Kirk got hurt. Um yeah, to pick six, right? Yeah, all that stuff, and and you lose the game. I mean, that's just that's really unheard of. You, it's that stat bears it out, Spence. It, that's normally a game you you're going to win. You have to try really, really hard to lose. Anybody um, surprised by Coach Zimmer's reaction to Joseph missing it? This is a new, this is a new Zimmer reaction to missed kicks. Normally, he loses his mind. Well, I, I I think he has to have the reaction that he did. Why and does he have so to? He, so he's got so it, the players know that he's got not just the kickers back, but the rest of the team's back. That's my take on it. I I think he probably said the right thing. If you especially if you want to keep the guy, yeah, right, right. If you got no other options and you want to make sure he has some confidence, the coach has to be you know behind you. I think, and then maybe that's not the case, but that's my gut on this. But when when he said, I felt good about this kick, so did I. He's been kicking lights out. Yeah. He really has. 
I mean, they tried in Cincinnati, remember, at the end of the game when he was looking to tie that to send it to OT? Yeah. I mean, he, he they called that timeout. He came, they were riding him. I mean, they were the 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 Bengals surrounded him and were chiding yeah. him as he was thinking about the second one. He kicked it right down the middle. Yeah, he's been kicking good. So that was a chip shot. I was like, he can't miss this. And then I thought, I I felt like I was watching that Seattle game at TCF Bank uh, again. It uh, was that yeah. it was that disappointing. I was like, oh my god, it happened again. I I agree with you. I just it comes down to the basics. You've got to make the routine right. plays, the routine kicks. You've got to make the easy ones. Yeah, he made the fifty plusers. That's fantastic. It, but you're not going to hit those every time. But the the ones that are, you know, the thirty yard line and in, those are gimmies. You need to have those, right? Yeah, and you know he it it goes back to that extra point too. If yes. if, if he would have made that, we'd have been in overtime. He didn't just miss one kick on Sunday. Right. He missed two that cost us the game. Okay? Right. Going back to that position where we were, don't you honestly feel like what Zimmer was thinking? It was like, I, I thought he's <laughs> going to make this. I really believe that. I thought it was our best chance to win the game and not fumble or or risk some catastrophic event. Just yeah. end it, right? A lot of people are second guessing and saying, "Why didn't Why didn't he try to get it closer? Why don't we take a couple of shots in the end zone?" Because you know what, we would have found a way to shot her, shoot ourselves in the foot. Yeah, I'm sure, and I'm sure there's probably some analytics on that decision too. Somebody said, "Hey, these are odds of this, this, and this. Let's yes, the clock run and make the kick and get out of here with a win." Yeah, and what happens if you run out of chances on those on those tries? And you leave time on the clock. Uh, look what happened at the end of the first half, right? In in uh, how many seconds that was, they were able to come down and get very, very important points at the end of the first half. You don't want to leave any time on the clock for them to be able to come down and do something and 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 put up points uh, right at the end there. So I don't I don't know that I second guess that as much as it's just uh, it's what I've been saying since training camp, you guys. Uh, this team just doesn't put enough value on special teams, on the kicker, on the extra points, on those field goals. And I said it in, in in training camp. I said so many of those games last year and the year before came down to a last-minute extra point missed or a field goal missed. And look what happens in Game 2 already. As good as Joseph was in Game 1, and you're right, he's made some some long kicks you gotta you gotta make the gimmies the other thing thing, guys that that really really hurt the vikings was that punt to dd westbrook and he ran backwards yeah and got tackled at the the one or two yard lines i mean you just that was a bonehead move too and maybe that gets better here in a couple weeks when kenny and wangu well, hopefully he joins the team. I think his knee is doing pretty good, so maybe we'll see him back there at some point. But that that putting us that deep really kind of hurt us, and that allowed Arizona to have great field position and come down and kick that kick that field goal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then and then the blown coverage allowing Murray to take them back down to go ahead. I mean, is it just me or is our secondary look horrible? It looks really bad at times, and where people are just beyond wide open. <laughs> oh God! It was just literally that. There, some of those guys were like they were standing out there by themselves. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know if you guys noticed this at all, but uh, I, I don't. I don't know if Breland got hurt 
at the end of the third quarter, I haven't seen any injury report or he got benched. When, when Dantzler came in the game, the middle of that fourth quarter, he played well and he had a break. uh, He broke that pass up in the end zone, forcing Arizona to kick. So um, maybe some hope here that Dantzler is going to be the guy and Breland is going to be the, the nickel guy or whatever, but yeah. Yeah, and Dantzler was in uh, apparently in Zimmer's doghouse and wasn't even activated for week one. So he didn't even put a jersey on uh, for week one. I don't know if it's like laziness in practice or, or what the issue was. But, um, yeah, maybe that was a wake-up call for him, and maybe he's going to get his head out and actually uh, provide that, that that coverage we need downfield. Because, yeah, there were times where you were just like, my God, how is that guy that wide open? It's well, uh, Breland got burned the first two weeks. Both, both yeah. first two games, he got killed. Right. Well, and other teams are watching the film, and they're like, let's throw to that side. Wherever that guy is, let's let's throw his way. Um, okay, so um, let's make Gene happy. Let's all let's go around the horn and say something um, good about the Vikings from the first couple of weeks. And uh, I'll get it started. I think uh, we have wide receiver three. I think K.J. Osborne has taken a huge leap forward. And as long as they're going to put all the attention on on the, the other two guys, um, it, g- keep throwing to him. He's open. Right. Uh, so I like that we've got a, a third wide receiver. and Because even I think when we left camp, it was still kind of up in the air who that guy was going to be. And I think Osborne has jumped up and grabbed that that job by the reins. What sticks out to you guys, things that you like from the first couple of weeks from the Vikes? I would I would say maybe not week one, but after watching week two, I think the offensive line played a really, really good game. They gave Cousins plenty of time, and Cook had, what, 130 yards. They had one penalty. Okay, yeah. The offensive line, so... I, I'm sure they got bitched at, and they've had you know a lot of improvements to do. But I, I liked the way the offensive line finally played a pretty decent game against Arizona. And and in the running I game, like opening, crazy. I, no openings oh, no, huge no, rules for the running game. Yeah. Uh, George, what jumps out at you uh, first well, couple of weeks? What 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 about the Vikings? Do you really like the, the defensive line? I mean, how great is it to have Hunter back? Oh. I mean, and, and the plug mm-hmm. in that hole in the middle of Pierce. Those guys. I honestly believe that because Seattle has a really their their offensive line is not what it used to be, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and and Wilson's had to use his footwork and his scrambling ability to stay alive. And I think they're gonna I think they're gonna eat him up. Boy, Daniil Hunter looked like Daniil Hunter again last yes. week. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Well, how how great was it to have him back? Yeah, he's he's a presence that that. Oh my God! I mean, it's just so good to have him back and at full speed. Right. Um, he looked okay in week one, but man, week two, um, he, he was going a little crazy. I think Ev Ev Griffin couldn't play in week two because he got in a car accident. He was in some yeah. sort of uh, concussion protocol, so we didn't have a rush so much on that side. But man, if we could get those two together <laughs> and get right. that rolling, that right. is something we were um, missing. And you're right about Pierce too in the middle. Yeah. God, how, how huge is he? And how uh, he's mobile, like he's a big yeah. guy, but he can he can get some pass rush going too. And they they appear they appear to be motivated and re- really like playing mm-hmm. as a team. All right, Gully, where are you? Why are we seeing the sky? The golf course. Are you out walking the golf well, course? You know, hey fellas, it's Ryder <laughs> Cup week. It's Ryder Cup week, so where else should I be? 
<laughs> on, uh, on the links. I'm getting a little dizzy watching you, truthfully. So uh, <laughs> I'm only two over after four holes, which uh, means I'm kind of expecting a call from Steve Stricker any minute. <laughs> you know, but is this the crotch cram uh, cam? What are we, what are we doing here? Right? It's zipper cam. Uh, I, I, I mounted it. I mounted it uh, on my golf cart. Are you so you're, could, you're walking? You oh my gosh! It's too. But, uh, it's... I am actually I'm actually kind of encouraged by much of what the Vikings have done the first two games. Uh, you're right. Our secondary is very porous, and we need help there. But um, yeah, I think the offensive line has has performed well. The defensive line is. George pointed out, I think has been pretty rock solid. And I do agree that they could give uh, Seattle a run for their money on, on Sunday. No easy pickings though. That is a tough team. I like our chances better at uh, us bank stadium than I do. How come all those games in the past uh, weren't all of them in Seattle? I feel like they all were on the road. I think so. It seems no, like no, it. no. Let's not forget about the Walsh kick at TCF Bank Stadium. <laughs> yeah, the no, playoff game. Speaking of wide rights, right? I'll be right back. I'm going to hit one wide right right now. Oh my god, this is do we do oh, we just wow. kick him out? I it's, I feel like it's a distraction. I just oh, Lord, y'all, I feel like what. Well, you want to see your swing for crying out loud? Right. Yeah, right. I mean, prop it up against your bags. We can. Was it a shank? I hope it was. Uh, it was a it was a designed fade. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am I am excited about Ryder Cup. I know you probably don't have that on the menu today, but that's no. that's something no. I, I, I just love watching that. Uh next week, Ryder Cup and um just links oh, basketball. Links basketball Ryder Cup. That's all we got. <laughs> 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 oh, it's it's so much jostling from your groinal region that I just oh, just uh, stop it. It's not in my groin. I, I, I why you chose Hervé Villachet to be your cameraman today? I have no <laughs> idea. But... <laughs> it's the plane, the plane. Uh, not too many people are going to get that joke. No, uh, no, that's an old man joke right there. Is, that is. Well, here's some priceless audio for you from the Vikings uh, radio broadcast this Sunday. Oh yeah, wait until the refs put their arms in the air before you make the call, PA. High snap, put down. Joseph, come on! It is gone! No, he missed it. Good. Are you kidding me? He missed it right. He missed it right. Are oh, my goodness. You missed it right. What a gut punch to a team that play after play toward the end fought its way back. Oh, missed it by like a foot. And just, oh my God. Wow. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> uh, live radio. We've all been there, right? I guess. I guess you just gotta wait till the arms go in the air. Uh, I don't. I I think the Vikings are having trouble selling tickets. I don't know if you guys get uh, emails and updates from them, but I sure really? keep getting a bunch of Vikings ticket offers. You guys do, or yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they uh, they want to buy tickets without with the first one. Just pay the face value, which they should do anyway. And then secondly, the new one was get like eighty dollar tickets for like. 55 bucks or something like that. I think they're having trouble selling out that stadium. I don't know. I, so they're not sold out for Sunday? They must not be. That's no. incredible to me. Yeah, I got wow. an email the other day, too, asking if I wanted to buy tickets. So. Mm -hmm. What? 
that seems almost in, in, impossible to believe. I, don't. I think that has less to do with Owen two than it does with uh, COVID. Yeah. COVID and, and variants and that sort of thing. I really do because uh, yeah, we had state fair. Okay. That was outside for the most part uh, spaced out. And yeah, you've had uh, twins games, full capacity, uh, gopher, gopher football, full capacity. Those are all outside. And I think it comes a big difference when people think I'm going to be inside a stadium now with a roof next to 65,000 people screaming and hollering. <laughs> right? I mean, I, I, I'm to me, that's ringing all sorts of bells on why they haven't sold out. I think you're right. I honestly believe that because in years past, home opener, it didn't matter, right? No. I mean, what oh. the record was. That's that's incredible to me, but you're probably right. That's I mean, this is this is going to be our real first test with that many people inside acting like Vikings fans do. Yep. So yep. we're going to find out. Yeah, I really think uh, I really think that that's the issue and um I mean, look at the state fair this year. Attendance was down uh, by about a third, so yeah. even more, even more than what they thought, and that that's an outdoor event, and that's that's not inside a roofed stadium. Um, so that's a weird thing. I don't think. Remember when we were when we were younger? When we were, I don't even want to say kids, but I think you know, even when I was in college, remember you had to sell out the home stadium or they black out the game. Yeah, I do remember that. That doesn't exist anymore, thank God, because we'd have some issues. They'd have to be – remember, like, the, some big company would always step up and be like, oh, 3M, but, you know, bought out the, <laughs> the last of the nosebleeds, and they're right. handing them out to kids or whatever. Um, yeah. Boy, that I, was terrible. I hated yeah. that. I think the television experience today is so good that a lot of people are content and actually enjoy viewing from home. I mean, it really is. It's. I mean, the camera work and the TVs that we have today – it's the best seat in the house. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, if you've ever been, to, and I did, I walked up to the top row at U.S. Bank Stadium. Yeah, you you might need a TV up there. Yeah, crap. And you're paying not only you're paying sixty bucks for that crappy crappy ticket where you can hardly see anything, you're paying thirty forty bucks to park. Okay, and then you got food and beers. Beers yeah. are a lot cheaper at home, you guys. <laughs> beers are way cheaper. They're colder, and there's no line for the bathroom when you got to pee after all those beers. Right. <laughs> hey, you don't have to drive home. Yeah, you're already there. Yeah, you don't have to drive home. You don't have the traffic and the gas money. And, I mean, really, seriously, when you think about it, I mean, I used to go. I used to be a Viking season ticket holder for one year, and I just um, – I've been to the new stadium. It's pretty. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather watch from home these days. Maybe it's the old coot in me now, but I just I would. It's a better for me. It's a better experience at home. I think that I think that's part of it. Honestly, I, I really believe that. I think, and that's around the league. It's not just here in Minnesota, but it's so such a good experience. And like you, Greg, I've had the season ticket experience. Yeah. It gets exhausting. It really <laughs> does because it's a whole day versus three hours. Yes. And you're driving and you're moving around and you got to deal with all the parking and the expenses and the crowds and the hassle. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, it's just a lot easier uh, from home. It could be worse. How about this guy? You probably heard about this, you guys. The sports better had a 16 uh, game NFL parlay last week. 25 bucks. That's all he put down. 25 bucks on the line. And he hit and he hit 
And he hit, and he had all the games right over the weekend going into the Monday night game with the Lions and the Packers. For some odd reason, he had the Lions to win that game on Monday night and that $25 ticket. If the Lions could have kept playing like they did in the first quarter or two, this poor yuck would have won on the $25 uh, bet $736,000. Three quarters of a million dollars, and the Lions didn't come through because they never come through. They're the Lions, right? Why the hell would you take Detroit on the road in Green Bay? Right? He wanted to to run that parlay up is what he wanted to do. Because if if he would have had Green Bay, he still would have won about a quarter million. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so it, it, that would uh, that definitely upped it having the Lions, but okay. still, wouldn't you rather have the gimme? I mean, uh, so that ticket went f- from being worth uh, three quarters of a million dollars to oh yeah, zero. <laughs> Go ahead. Can you imagine? Can you imagine what he and his buddies were doing at halftime? Oh, I can't me? even imagine. I bet he was already online buying some boats and some <laughs> properties and some, <laughs> some timeshares. Right. <laughs> I hope he was able to get out of most of those. Uh, and then it, the, the other one we'll leave you with, Florida State University. Remember when they used to be good? Florida yeah. State, right? Are they it the was, Gators? It was them in Miami down there. They were just the time. super yeah. studs, yeah. Well, they haven't been good in a while, and they're not winning now. So in the hopes of getting better results moving forward, fans on social media are begging FSU students to not have sex with the players until they play better. So it's sexual motivation and <laughs> works every time, right? So, so that's it's basically a sex embargo, uh, and it's a movement. It's a thing. We'll see if it works, and if it does, I'm saying Minnesota women do not sleep with any of the Vikings players until we secure a playoff slot this year. Okay. That's the least we can do to help out our team. So, all right, Gene, that one's for you. We're wrapping up Ball Guys podcast and Gully's. I don't know where he's. It's, I just see the sky and blue sky and some trees. So maybe he's not. Probably going. peeing in the woods. Right. <laughs> the babbling brook you hear in the background is Gully. Uh, that's your uh, Ball Guys podcast. We'll see you back here next week.